welcome to day 291 of Shaped by the Word. We are in our third season together, the story of the prophets. We've been reading through Prophet Ezekiel. We've just finished a section from chapter 16 through 24 uh, where God uh, pronounces his judgment on Israel. He uses several images of judgment. Uh, the final one he uses, much like the first one. Uh, the first one in chapter 16 was an adulterous wife. And, of course, we have the adulterous sisters you know, that are part of this, uh, you know, as well. And uh, now we come to, you know, a, a new section, and you find this in all the prophets where, you know, God has judged his people. Now he will act as not just, you know, the sovereign Lord of Israel, but the sovereign Lord of all the earth. And he will also uh, enact judgment on all nations and all peoples. So he starts, you know, with uh, Israel's neighbors and kind of goes in a clockwise motion around and many of these have a you know a deep part in uh, Israel's history so and we pick up in chapters 25 and 26 and we'll pick up on this next week as well in God's you know sovereign judgment of the nations holding all people everywhere accountable uh, for who he is and the gifts that he has uh, given them so we start uh, in chapter 25 as we do you know a lot of times when we read through the prophets or we read through Torah uh, we get into strange lands and strange customs and strange sounding you know things that are you know happening around us people that we have you know no idea who they are and all of that but we still want to hear God speaking to us and hear his word and see his face and and know his presence as we read his word so let's pause and and ask him to meet us through his scripture by his spirit heavenly father we thank you for the wonderful gift of scripture uh, we thank you, even though these are foreign places and foreign customs to us, uh, we see the beauty of who you are. Uh, we see your glory in judgment and your strong action against sin and anything that would rob you of your glory and rob us of the joy that you created us to experience in you. And uh, Father, we thank you for the grace that we find even in, in judgment. You're a good and a holy God. Be with us as we read. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Ezekiel 25, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, set your face against the Ammonites and prophesy against them. Say to them, hear the word of the sovereign Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says, because he said, Aha, over my sanctuary when it was desecrated, and over the land of Israel when it was laid waste, and over the people of Judah when they went into exile. Therefore, I'm going to give you to the people of the east as a possession. I'll set up their camps and pitch their tents among you. They will eat your fruit and drink your milk. I will turn Rabbah into pasture for camels and Ammon into a resting place for the sheep. Then you will know that I am the Lord. For this is what the sovereign Lord says, because you have clapped your hands and stamped your feet, rejoicing with all the malice of your heart against the land of Israel. Therefore, I'll stretch out my hand against you and give you as plunder to the nations. I will wipe you out from among the nations and exterminate you from the countries. I will destroy you, and you will know that I am the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, because Moab and Sarah said, Look, Judah has become like all the other nations. Therefore, I'll expose the flank of Moab, beginning at its frontier towns, Beth Jeshamoth, Bel Maon, and Kiriathiam. The glory of that land I will give uh, Moab among, uh, along with the Ammonites to the people of the east as a possession, so that the Ammonites uh, will not be remembered among the nations, and I'll inflict punishment on Moab. Then they will know that I am the Lord. 
This is what the sovereign Lord says, because Edom took revenge on Judah and because and became very guilty by doing so. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will stretch out my hand against Edom and kill both man and beast. I will lay waste and from Timon to dead end, they will fall by the sword. I will take vengeance on Edom by the hand of my people, Israel. They will deal with Edom in accordance with my anger and my wrath. They will know my vengeance, declares the sovereign Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says, because the Philistines acted in vengeance and took revenge with malice in their heart and with ancient hostility sought to destroy Judah. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I'm about to stretch out my hand against the Philistines and I'll wipe out the Kerithites and destroy those remaining along the coast. I'll carry great vengeance on them and will punish them in my wrath. Then they will know that I am the Lord when I take vengeance on them. And we hear the constant refrain in there, then they will know that I am the Lord. And, and of course, we emphasized this a little bit yesterday, and we probably emphasize it a lot in our reading, that we can know the Lord in one of two ways. We can know him in his judgment or know him in his mercy and in his compassion. And the reason we can know him in mercy and compassion because he has judged our sin on the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. But here is God exercising his sovereignty over all of creation and bringing the nations to account uh, for the way they have responded to Israel, but just in general for their treatment, you know, of, 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 of his creation and of the people, you know, around them. So we have, you know, some, some kind of famous people here. We all of their, their, their kind of, you know, kin to each other, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Edom, of course, is the descendants of, of Esau, and then we have Moab and Ammon are descendants of, of Lot. So there, there's a lot of kinship, and because there is kinship, there is a lot of hatred mm -hmm. between these people. And then we just have the Philistines. They were just kind of hanging out there whenever mm -hmm. Israel got there, and they've been a constant thorn in their side from the very early days of the judges. Yeah, yeah we talk about this quite a bit, but knowing the story of Scripture really does help us read this section because it just seems so out of like left field, like well, I don't know, he's going to judge all these other nations because they mm -hmm. were, he's judging his own people, you know, and they're laughing at him. But you, you think back even to the very promise he made to mm -hmm. Abraham that, you know, and you know, I will make you a blessing to the nations, you know, bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And, mm -hmm. and then you start to see that being developed throughout, you know, the, the first five books and into the story. And then do we get to this point, you know, it's, mm -hmm. you're seeing that God's staying true to that promise that, you know, Israel has failed to be a blessing to the nations. And, and we see that they're being judged. And, and yet now we get, you know, four nations that are mocking God's people, mocking God himself in mocking his people. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'll curse those who curse you. And, and we're seeing some of that played out as, you know, God continues to keep his promise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, by the time Jesus comes on the scene, you know, the people are, very eager to see, you know, God's judgment on the nations, uh, especially on Rome, you know, in their days. Uh, but uh, they need to also hear, you know, the words of the prophet that God will judge his people, mm -hmm. you know, before he judges uh, the nations. So we're eager for the judgment of others, but uh, we're very, uh, very cautious and very blind, you know, to the things that we have done to offend God and the necessity of judgment for us as well. Yeah. Yep. And I just love that he is also responsible for protecting his own name, if you will. So he is the one that is, you know, seeking the vengeance and um, it is his anger and his wrath. And he says it always um, declares a sovereign Lord. So it goes hand in hand with the fact that he is God and yeah. he is sovereign. And, and then you will know that I am God. Yeah. And, and of course, Peter talks about this as well. He said, you know, a lot of, 
a lot of people are saying, you know, that uh, God is slow in keeping His promises, mm-hmm. and it's easy, you know, to uh, you know rejoice in you know the things that we see happening to our enemies around us, and you know, being very casual about it. But God will be, you know, just in all of His ways mm-hmm. and in all of His judgments, and so we see, you know, that He is God. And mm-hmm. again, both as he exercises his mercy and as he exercises mm-hmm. his judgment mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. And to, you know, to what Matt was saying there earlier, I, I do think <clears throat> knowing the arc of Scripture is so helpful. Mm-hmm. Because here we, we see like so much, right? We see like all people in all places are deserving of judgment. There's hostility in the heart of man towards God, towards one another. But then we see in Jesus, he comes mm-hmm. and offers not judgment to all the nations, but mercy, compassion, he offers himself and forgiveness to the nations. And in that, when we've, you know, here the people are experiencing and knowing the Lord in judgment, but when they come to know the Lord and his mercy and compassion held out in Jesus, it actually brings that restoration with man and God, but also with man and man. And so mm-hmm. for everything wrong here, in Jesus, all of it, in a sense, gets reversed. Not the judgment to the nations, but the invitation of the gospel to the nations that heals um, them and, and God and also them with one another. And so I just love having to see like God's wonderful plan to redeem and restore all of it. Mm-hmm. And this is a really dark moment, but to, it's so fun to see like all the hope that's coming. Mm-hmm. And, and we've seen the images earlier in the week, you know, of the people um, bearing their shame in, in nakedness as they're stripped. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, we realize that uh, Jesus was stripped and naked and bore our shame on the cross. Yeah. And we see the cup of judgment, uh, you know, that God hands to, to Judah, Jesus himself as a representative of Judah and the rest of us drink from that cup in order to offer us into you know, the cup of you know, God's blessing. So when we see all of this, we, we realize that this is the judgment we deserve that he took upon himself. And, of course, this is kind of a creational theme as well, that you know our sin has alienated us from God. Uh, we're deserving of his wrath. It's alienated us from one another, and we exercise mm-hmm. wrath and hatred among, you know, one, you know, among each other. Mm-hmm. And you see all of these bitter, you know, ancient rivalries, you know, that are coming you know, to bear here. And, of course, we also see in Christ that he breaks down the dividing walls and reconciles mm-hmm. all of us to Christ so that we are, you know, one in Christ as well. Father, we thank you uh, for your mercy. Uh, we thank you for the reminders of judgment, uh, the reminders that uh, our our sin, our shame, was born on the cross by our Lord Jesus Christ, and we have received his righteousness and are clothed in him. We thank you for every good gift you have given us in Christ Jesus. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.